You are listening to Engaging and Exciting Conversation on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Get ready. Now. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Radiant Culture Podcast. My name is T-Mac. And I'm Cookie Monster. And we're joined by... Tim from Zim. Tim from Zim. I like it. I like it. I like it. Hi, Tim from Zim. What's up? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm so glad to be here with you guys talking about such an amazing topic today. Yeah. Tim from Zim. Yeah. It's got a ring to it, right? It does indeed. So today, um, we're talking about the monster that is social media. and Not the cookie monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one we can set aside. You can put your cookies aside today. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about this monster that we've actually created called social media and how it affects us as Christians because of, I mean, the very nature of it is that people are on there because they want attention. Yes, there are people who are on there to stalk others. I won't ignore those people. (laughs) I might be one of those people (laughs) who just Mm -hmm. lurks silently with a profile that has almost nothing but just Mm -hmm. there (laughs) watching other people. But let's say majority... Oh, majority of people are there um, because they want people to see them. You don't post so that nobody sees it. You don't write a status so that nobody sees it. The whole point is that other people see your thoughts, your life, what you're doing, whether you're posting Bible verses or pictures of your baby. The whole point is for other people to see it. And why do we do that? So um, people say it's for validation. So that's what we're discussing today. That Christians, why would we be on the socials for validation? Our value and worth comes from Christ. So why right. do we need it from other people? Hmm. So Tim is going to help us dig into that topic today. And he's looking at me like, I didn't know it was going to be that deep. <laughs> no, I just, I didn't think that it would get to the point of like trying to classify such a culturally toxic uh, subject matter because it is. Yeah. Validation is a very difficult thing because... The first question I would have to throw, and I'll throw it at Cookie Monster, is what, uh, how do you uh, validate yourself as an individual? Yeah. You know, because it could be different for different people from mm-hmm. different parts of the world. Yeah. Um, so let's take the Zim context. How would we say we validate ourselves in the Zim context? I thought I was the one asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just throwing it out there, man. I mean, you from Zim, that is how he rolls. No, okay, so. Great, great question. I mean, man, you've kind of taken me aback there because when I think about the whole the whole issue of validation, um, every single human being wants to feel worthy. They want to feel like they have value. They want to feel like um, they mean something, right? And I think the 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 thing that happens, in fact, I love the way somebody described it. They said that social media is like this extension of yourself, similar to when you drive a car, right? I, I just, I, I drove here and had to weave through traffic because I was coming from, uh, I was kind of running late. And I, I did some crazy maneuvers, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I won't say some of the things that I did, but the Lord has forgiven me. But, <laughs> but the point is, your car becomes an extension of who you are. Right. So if you're somebody who's rude, if you're somebody who is uh, insensitive and whatever, rough, 
that's going to that's going to come through in the way that you're driving because that car becomes an extension of who you are similarly if you're one of those drivers if you just you know somebody who's a bit slow or very cautious that's also going to come across in the way that you drive because in some sense the Dave, car I hope you're listening to this anyway continue <laughs> who? <laughs> my husband <laughs> yeah guys he drives so slow I'm not gonna hey, that's not a bad thing I'm not, I'm not gonna say that, but, but he's alright man he's driven me before oh, so slow. but you, you're a gangster that's the thing so you're, <laughs> you're like the total opposite anyway moving along <laughs> so um, so similarly social media becomes an extension of who you are as a person okay right in some sense because really you, you, you're given this tool and the tool be- begins to project who you are so the things that the thoughts that you have the feelings that you have you you almost have this power at your disposal to right to share your thoughts with the world to share your ideas with the world but at the same time your insecurities as well and your prejudices and all of these things and so i think that's the blessing and the curse of social media right i just want to stop you there because here's so, so you've alluded to something already that social media we see a lot of we see the positive things like new babies being born or getting hitched or engaged or a mega deal come through but we hardly see the negative side of humanity with regards to i got fired from my job or i'm going through a depression like you do not see that projected on social media by Mm. the individual it's almost like there's this toxic positivity uh, that yes i heard that term recently yeah yeah so to- <clears throat> this toxic positivity that social media puts on people to portray because of comparison mm. so going back to comparison so we look at other people's social media accounts we see how they're doing how they're progressing and so we feel the need to keep up with the joneses mm. which is a very old fashion term from the 1950s where everybody was like trying to drive the same car and have the same size house and the same who was jones though <laughs> i've always i've always wondered right <laughs> I, I i think the kardashians not... of the 1950s <laughs> i see i see so so here's the thing right so what is hap- what we're seeing now in our generation actually isn't a new thing mm-hmm. it's just been catapulted by the device of technology technology has made it available to everybody right it's democratized information in the sense that we can all see how each other is doing right We're so not- i think you've touched on something that's very very important there which is that human nature has not changed mm. right so our need for validation our need to be that's seen our need to be heard yeah. all of that has has always existed mm. but that, but then now social media like I said earlier, gives us this massive tool that we have at our disposal. Right. And it really begins to expose who we are and um, our, sometimes our lack of, okay, let me be polite, our lack of critical thinking. <laughs> I was going to say something much worse or something <laughs> quite bad. Right. Um, and, and it exposes a lot of who we are and yeah. the lack thereof sometimes, right? That we, yeah. we just consume all of these things but it's this tool that we have now so okay t-mac mm-hmm. i want to i want to throw this question at you as a lady right yes i am my pronouns are she her yeah as a right lady. not not what <laughs> they them yes, or she her right here all right 
<laughs> Thanks. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Isn't it crazy that we we actually have <laughs> to? No, guys, this is mad. Like, I okay, I I watch. Let me not digress. Yeah, don't, don't, don't <laughs> go let me not the rabbit hole. Yeah, let me not. Wait, let me not. Is there do anything? It. I'm gonna have to cut this out. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> <Nice> attention. <laughs> but here's the thing: is is it true? Would I be accurate to say that ladies mm-hmm. generally feel a certain type of pressure mm. to present themselves a certain way on social media? And I, I don't want to turn this into a men versus women thing but i'm just saying from i think from, from what i've seen with us guys we do have our own pressures but i feel like from from an image yeah mostly from an image point of view i just find that sometimes ish ladies go ham hey eh? they just go <laughs> all out and i'm just like where do you get the time <laughs> yeah no i also look at them like that <laughs> um yeah i do think there's an added pressure but i think that's just comes down to how different we are made as male and female um because like how they say that men look more at the outward appearance and then women look more at a person's personality and all of that other jazz so maybe if a woman is on there and they want more eyes on them obviously they're gonna have to put way more effort into the outward appearance right Mm. because i mean how else are you gonna get people to look at you whereas a guy wouldn't feel the same pressure because for me, all, not for me all a woman needs to do I mean, is code CS Yeah, we'll, we'll look at a hot guy. No, dude, whatever. I'm sorry. You're like the 0.1% of the male population right there. No, but, but what, what you say? Oh, sorry, were you done? Sorry, I, no, no, yeah, we can carry on. Okay. No, no, but just adding on to what you were saying, it's all about what you see. Mm. That's the thing. It's not about the substance of what that person is saying yeah. or how they're living their life. It is what they are perceived. It, yes, to, that word. It's all about perceptions. And, and, that's, and that's why I had yeah. a... Yes, your analogy with the car was... I could identify with that in that it is an extension of yourself. But it's almost as if... If my normal self... Like if my... This analogy is going to get out of hand in a second. But let's see. If my natural personality as a car is like a... Toyota, Honda Fit. Honda Fit. Like if if we were all cars and I was a Honda Fit on social media, a I would portray fit. myself and want to be perceived as a Ferrari. Right. So yeah, it's okay. like I see where you're going. You that. are who you are, but then on the socials you might not even be the same person as when you then meet me in person, it's like she's not what I thought she was like. Like she's totally different. Right. So that's kind of my issue with it because it's not authentic anymore. And sometimes right. even in the trying to be authentic, it's like you start, you start oversharing. Yeah. Like people now just give you an insight into their very private lives. And you're like, do you really need to put that like on the world stage know, for everyone to see? Like, is that really necessary? One thing I've noticed a lot of, because like you were saying before, social media just feeds you more of what you kind of have glimpsed at before. And it thinks, oh, yeah. okay, she likes that. Let me give her more. I keep getting notifications or suggestions to follow couples and they're not like celebrity couples they're just apparently normal couples who do normal things and i'm like these normal things are starting to look real scripted like yeah it's right. just like you're not that happy all the time like right. seriously you guys have staged this whole video oh, yeah. to look natural like you're always so happy and he always reacts the right way and you always get a laugh out of him and all of this stuff there's a thing and called paid promotions looking and, at your own life yeah. like why isn't my boyfriend like that? Why isn't my husband like yeah. that? And you're comparing yourself to something that you don't realize is scripted mm. because you think it's real because it's on social media. Yeah. But it's not all real. 
No, it's someone in the Ferrari when they're actually a Honda Fit. And that's what you're saying there. It's not all real. Like, a Honda Fit is a great car, by the way, Tim. Let me just correct you. Yeah. No, <laughs> Have you, you seen you, you, how many of those things are on the road? Yeah, I could those say things, the same with catfish in those the things river, are, but I wouldn't be calling Those things are unbreakable, bruh. Uh, no. No, no, no. Let's not go down this rabbit hole. Another rabbit hole we need to divert <laughs> for the producer. I used so to drive one. I know you did, and that's why... I've I've given thanks to God that you've seen the light and that you've changed. <laughs> okay, moving on, <laughs> moving swiftly along. Anyway, but going back to what you're saying about the perception of reality, I think especially with this thing of social media, um, 20 years ago, uh, TV, it used to be the thing like you want to get your 10 minutes of fame on TV so the whole world could know who this person was. Mm. And everyone, and even now, they're still mad crazy about idols. Or like, um, or even any, if you just have a viral moment, and you, like, you oh. have so our generation's version mm. of that ten minutes of fame is the viral moment, whether it be Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, mm. um, and and I just do you know what it feels like to me? And I don't mean to get very metaphysical <laughs> here, but it feels like when you look up at the sky and you see stars, mm. and you see that brilliant shooting star, but it's like literally there and gone in an instant mm. and you go wow but there's no substance to it mm. like and you forget about it quickly and i think people like to think that's the kind of effect they would want to have on people around them and their life mm. rather than being a constant mm. um, and then that that actually then moves away from being visually orientated towards being a little bit more substantive i think you're more focused on character yeah when you talk about that mm. um and i think in our generation, we've forgotten what truly uh, attractive character looks like. Um, and I don't think that's even a phrase anyone yeah, would no, use. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm would starting use to... attractive character. <laughs> what is well, that? Well, character. I mean, like, okay, so let, let's take the couples thing, right? So it's kind of a norm in our generation to have this, uh, these friends that you have that the moment they end a relationship, they're straight into another one. Mm -hmm. They don't give themselves room to breathe, figure out who they are. Yeah. Um, and you always feel like when you meet them, dude, are you just like a chameleon? Like yeah. you adapt to your environment wherever you're in. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like there's something to be said for being that guy or that girl that's solid, that may be single, may not be single, but their character is always the same, no matter who they're around mm. or who they're with, whether romantically or friends and stuff like that. Um, stability like that. Yeah. Anyway, we are getting way off topic here. <laughs> sort so, of. But, but I think we, we are sort of down the alley of what we, we, we're discussing because what, what you're talking about there is authenticity, right? Mm. And the challenge with social media and the analogy that you gave about the car is that what what um what's at stake is our authenticity mm. and in the process you know we can become so used to projecting an image and saying all the right things and um posting all the right pictures because really what we do with social media is that we have these perfectly curated that that word is very important curated. images it's of not ourselves just, someone just like oh this cool picture we post it it's first edited you change the angle you mm. find the right caption it's a very intentional and precisely curated. yeah and so the risk don't we run the risk of actually shunning reality yeah. because you don't really like what you look like in reality 
You, I don't, you know don't about you, brother, but I think I'm a awesome <laughs> just, just chucking that one out there. No, no, all good, and I and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You're right? a glasses guy. I'm a non-glasses guy. You're a cap guy. I'm not a cap guy. I'm a hair guy. I like my hair. Okay. Um, <laughs> are, are you just like throwing out your I'm your, 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 bio, your bio data <laughs> sketch? Listen, bro. It's cool. And if there's anybody Shout out there if listening, you want a picture right now. If there's anybody out there listening, let me just throw it out there. Tim, Tim is my friend. He is single, and um, he. Is is, Thanks, brother. Yeah, he is white. However, <laughs> may I add that you've heard the popular saying that once you go black. But anyway, so um, yeah, he hasn't quite gone wow. back. So um, if you could see me right now, I'm changing color slightly in the corner. <laughs> no, no jokes. No, but actually, no, no jokes. Um, <laughs> so, so, so. So I think the the danger, Neil Postman, this is what I was thinking about. Neil Postman wrote a book back in the 80s called Mm. Amusing Ourselves to Death. And that book, I've actually read that book. I've got it. And that book um, is really talking about uh, the age of television. Because this is 70s, 80s is when television was really becoming popular, especially in the West. And so he writes about the dangers of television. Mm Uh, the the fragmentation of the family and all the what was considered junk back then that's mm. um, coming via via television. When you when you look at what the world was like back then mm. and the issues that he wrote about, a lot of them are very similar to the issues that we're dealing with today, but at an exponentially higher scale, right? Yeah. So. So the, the thing the thing for me is this that our challenge and back to the issue of authenticity is that the the more you get used to the reactions that come because you know you've posted this great picture of yourself and you're looking good and then you get a thousand likes or whatever mm. but in real life you don't get the same appreciation mm. in real life people don't really turn their heads or whatever yeah that can that can almost become addictive, mm, for sure. right? And then you feel like you have to keep on doing more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've seen this happen even with, with Christians. Now, again, like what T-Mac said, I, the people who stalk, I, I don't stalk people, but I, I have had if moments... If Lewis was alive, you'd be stalking him, brother. That's not my <laughs> Of course I would. Of course I would. But, you know, I've, I've had moments where I've had to stop and think, hmm, my brother, you're, you're a Christian, but I, I'm just wondering about... The, the kind of stuff that you're posting or the frequency with which mm. you post certain things, there's just something strange about that. Or my sister, Hesh, some of those angles, I'm like, <laughs> yo, I, I don't know. And I almost feel like there's this constant pressure to keep doing that. Mm. And I think that's where the danger, the danger begins, right? How, using social media as a tool to you know, post these nice things, community, get connected with other people, versus it becoming this, um, almost this. What, what do you call it? I guess let's call it this toxic tool that's now feeding into into our collective psyche. Yeah, yeah, that that bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's this perception that life is all 
polished and edited it's and marketing. glossy. It's marketing. Yeah, mm. It is. Um, but actually, reality life sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not <laughs> not for everyone. It. I'm just I'm just putting it out there, and I'm not saying it. I think stuff. life sucks for everyone at some point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, we don't acknowledge that. We don't acknowledge the ups and downs. We're very good at looking at the mountaintops of our experience, but not the valleys that you have to get through to get to those mountaintops. Right. And I don't mean that in a Christianese sense. I mean that from a genuine perspective that life has very euphoric moments, whether it be the day of your marriage, birth of your child, um, getting your first degree, becoming mm. a doctor, whatever it is, those, those genuinely for the individual are amazing experiences. But then they're also really tough experiences like, a parent passing away or a child dying or uh, losing your job or yeah. having a violent crime committed against you. So there are lots of other aspects that come in there. But here's the thing, especially with social media and our generation, is we now have, for the first time in history, and every generation has had this, but ours is the first to experience it on such a massive scale, we have this collective identity crisis that has happened and, and has been galvanized and accelerated by social media. So what do I mean by that? So identity crisis. So social media tells us what we should look like, what we should sound like, what we should wear, what we should be doing. Um, now, before that, we didn't have that except maybe in our close group of friends or if we were at school, we would have our school friends tell us that sort of thing. And that would be influenced by the music you listened to, the movies uh, you went to watch, the clothes you used to wear. Um, but now with technology, we all have the ability to see what that looks like yeah. for other people all over the world all, all at once. Yeah. So it's like... Identity crisis on steroids mm. and supercharged. Yeah. So <clears throat> that that can be quite, as you said, it's toxic. And going back to the biblical narrative then. So if we have this crisis of mental health uh, caused or being accelerated by social media and by that sort of thing, what does the Bible actually talk about when it talks about identity? Ha, there we go. Throw yeah. that to T-Max. Ah. What does what what the Bible talk about when it talks about identity as a Christian? Well, well, I could say it says that your identity, you don't even get it from your parents. You don't get it from your church. You don't get it from your social circle. You don't get it from anything external outside of Christ. Mm. And I think that's why I'm sometimes wondering, like, on, as Christians, okay, yes, I know we need to be this shining light and we can't just be like, oh, let's just shun social media and stay off mm. it because it's this evil thing. But I also just wonder, like, what are we doing there? Like, mm. if we don't need or we shouldn't need this thing to tell us who we are and what we should do and how we should sound like, then what are we doing there? Like, why do we spend yeah, so much yeah. of our time on our phones scrolling down that endless Instagram feed and yeah. getting sucked in? If we know, like, remember Cookie Monster when PC was talking about idols yeah. and it was around the discussion of our fires dimming out. Right. And yeah. He mm. was saying that no energy dies, it just gets redirected. Mm. Yeah. And I think we forget or we don't acknowledge how much of our energy even if we say it's i'm posting bible verses and 
I'm ministering on Instagram. I think we okay. I didn't mean to say it in that tone. <laughs> no, it's but, all it's all good. We we also, I think we also get sidetracked. Like, yeah. you might be that person who's posting so much on Instagram, but when someone meets you face to face, you can't even remember one Bible verse, kind of thing. Like, yeah. you have to have that balance, that energy. Yes, it can go to social media, but it should also. You should also have that quiet time. You should also have your own strong personal relationship with Christ that can stand a face-to-face conversation. Mm. Because even with the way COVID has been and we've gotten used to doing things digitally and remotely and we don't have to see people so much, you can really hide where your walk with God actually is versus where you're portraying it to be. Mm. And that's my bit of my issue with the socials. Yeah, Because <laughs> I'm like, guys... Yes, we're being authentic. Maybe we're, as girls, Christian girls, we're not there posting our boobs or whatever. But yeah, are we, are, is what we're posting and the energy we're using to post it, is it a good use of our energy versus just reading your Bible <laughs> or no, doing no, something that, else? No, and but that's, that, <laughs> that's solid though. Like yeah. What you're saying there is absolutely solid. And I think from a biblical perspective, like as you said, you know, identity comes from Christ and Right in the beginning of the Old Testament, the very one of the very first major acts that God does for Abram was he renamed him mm. before he made the covenant with him for Isaac, interestingly mm. enough. Um, so God gives you a name. I would definitely say, I don't mean that always literally, but I think as Christians, God has given you a name and you do need to remember what that is. If you don't, then you're going to do all sorts of things. And then further down the road you know the children of israel they get miraculously saved okay i'm assuming that most people listening to this believe in the judeo christian worldview and take it as what they you know their bread and butter so they see the 10 miracles you know god taking out pharaoh and yeah. the biggest superpower at the time mm. egypt then they send 12 spies into the promised land Ten of them come back and say, we're grasshoppers in their eyes. What did they do? They looked at the communities and the nations around them and compared themselves to those nations mm. instead of saying, but hang on a second. Like, we're not even talking years ago. We're talking just now, guys. God did this. He smelt the firstborn. He brought out the plague of frogs and locusts and everything like that. They were physical manifestations of God's power. Yeah. And they lost the plot. It was like 40 years later, though. What? When they went into the land? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what I'm saying is they experienced those miracles and completely lost their identity. They had a total identity meltdown in the desert. Like, we serve this God who destroyed our enemy, and now we're looking at these nations we can't do jack. But then I bring it back to us as Christians now. How often do we do that with our own identity Hmm, at a personal level? looking at the world, looking at other Christians thinking, wow, that pastor's really successful. They've yeah. got a really solid following. Yeah. And uh, that youth leader is really getting up there and all the girls or guys like him um, or well, that person. Reach is just really... Yeah, you know, so we, we compare ourselves yeah. to what other people are doing and that's so toxic. I mean, that's old adage, but that is unbelievably toxic. Yeah. And, um, wow, I love, I love the analogy that you gave there because... When we, <clears throat> one of the scriptures that we quote of, often, but don't, maybe don't really actively think about is Romans chapter 12, mm. verse, 
I think it's verse two. He says, "Do not be conformed mm. to the pattern of this world." Yeah, right. Often we focus a lot on the second part of that verse, mm. which says, "But be transformed by the renewing of your mind." Yeah, which is which is great. But the first part says, "Do not be conformed." Mm. My question is, how many of us have become conformed yeah. to the pattern of this world? How many of us are now getting our validation from? the same place that the world is looking for validation. Yeah. Yeah. How many of us are jumping onto bandwagons? You know, there's so many things that are thrown on social media that we have to really take a step back and ask. Things like do you, right? Mm. There's this whole self-love movement. And it seems innocent when you look at it on the surface. Mm. But really, guys, like honestly, when when I see posts on this whole self-love thing, these, especially these days, something in me just goes, hmm, there's something off about that yeah. because, excuse me, everything is about you, you, do you, love you, whatever, right? And there's a lot, of, a lot of focus on you, 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 you. And if you really look at that, there's something deeply disturbing about that yeah. because it, it's a departure from what scripture tells us. Right, just to die to self. Exactly, die. Jesus tells us to die to ourselves, mm. to pick up our crosses. Then the Bible says, "You are not your own." Mm. But the world keeps telling us that, "Hey, you're your own. You're, you're your own man. You're your own. Be your own man. Be your own woman." So I'm just saying, yes, of course, there is a degree to which, you know, we we have to have a healthy self-esteem. We have to learn to love yeah. ourselves. All of that stuff. But I think a lot of that, a lot of what's coming through social media is almost this self-idolatry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have to be careful about that. And I'm just using that as an example to say there are many of these movements and many of these seemingly innocent um, things that, are, that, that have become commonplace on social media yeah. but are really a conformity to the pattern of this world. And Jesus tells us that, well, Jesus tells us that we're, we're not of this world. But Paul, they're saying, be transformed mm. by the renewing of your mind. Then the other thing I want to say is that we must always remember, and this is crazy, we must always remember that our, cit- our citizenship mm. is not of this world. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that's something we've forgotten as Christians, yeah. right? And so, um, Charles, I think it's Charles Spurgeon who said that, he said, as a be- it says, be- believer, be careful mm. when you are loved in the same world in which your Lord was hated. Mm, He he says something something like that. And I think it's an important thing for us to to remember that when when we're seeking to be loved, to be approved, to be appreciated by everyone, and our goal on social media is to find, is to get reactions and to get approval from people, I think we're standing on very thin ice because we're, we're already moving away from the fundamentals of the faith. This may sound like a bit of a harsh thing or a bit of a heavy thing to say, but I think, you know, part of the thing we want to do with this podcast is to be able to have these kinds of conversations yeah. Yeah. and to get to get each other thinking about stuff like this. Absolutely. And I think, you know, a really good example. So let's take a biblical character that suffered from terrible self-esteem. He was the lowest man in the lowest tribe of the lowest part of well, Israel. Well, I thought you were going to talk about Job. N- I was about no. to start singing the song. No, no, no. Queen of Job. Oh. Queen of Job. Carry on, Tim. Gideon. 
Everybody knows Gideon as this mighty man of valor, but yes. many people forget where he started. He what? he didn't threshing threshing floor, press, right? He, yeah. And when the angel comes and says, "Rise, Gideon, mighty man of valor," threshing wheat in the wine press. Well, I mean, I I don't see that as being a yeah. bad thing, but it's <laughs> it's the sort of thing like he had a complete identity shock because yeah. he's like our ah, guy. You, you <laughs> kind you of got the me? right. Do you know who I yeah, am? Yeah. And he lists and he disqualifies himself based of what people have told him. Now, I'm yeah. not saying that Christians should go out there and start, you know, blurting out scripture and in, in a way that uh, is arrogant and is. Do you know who I am? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to get some very weird looks if you do that. I'll probably be one of those people looking at you weirdly. But but Gideon and Saul as well. Saul mm. later on in it being a, a king of Israel, like the main guy, completely got sidetracked with David's popularity, yeah. and. It became a modern version of a scandal, really, because it was almost like the paparazzi. If the paparazzi existed at the time, <laughs> it would be this investigation. Like, did you know Saul was really like this from the beginning? And you saw like the biblical narrative really starts to show the mental meltdown of Saul. Yeah. The, uh, the, the scriptures that they use and the language they use is a spirit came upon Saul at certain times trying to kill David. Right now, I'm not saying that that wasn't a spirit, but I can also see anger, vengeance. I can see jealousy in that because David was becoming the main man because yeah. Saul royally lost the plot with God's calling on his life, did everything wrong, and <laughs> it was being ripped from him. And he didn't want that. Yeah. But how often in the modern context do we see that as especially in the celebrity world? So I do a lot of filmmaking and documentaries. That's my training. And there's this perpetual, I think, almost toxic, sick addiction. To May I just say Tim is like a bad filmmaker, the documentary. A, a bad bleep. Are you going to bleep that out, producer? <laughs> oh, snap. Nice. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, guys. Anyway, Tim is amazing. Carry on. Sorry. So, we, we like, right now, we're looking at the Johnny Depp trial that's going on. Right. Of these two heavyweights. I, I literally live under a rock. I only found out about that, like, two okay. years ago. Okay. Do, do you know who Johnny Depp is? Yes, so, I do. Okay, just checking. Who's the other person, Koda? Someone, something heard. <laughs> I haven't heard what she's out his nice. ex-wife. Well, his ex-wife. It's it's like even I and I have no interest in celebrity That's breakups. So but I'm getting feeds through my Instagram and through my Facebook. I'm over it, like blocking the heck out of it. But the point is, we have this obsession and of we're looking at when famous people fail. Mm. Like we want yeah. to see how badly do they fail, how deep do they go, mm. and I wonder. Like looking back at Saul and David, how much of Saul's collapse from power affected the way David went through when he also... It's the honeys, bro. It's the honeys. <laughs> the moment the honeys started yeah. singing... David's the 2000, Saul 1000. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's what caused the problems. You reckon? Yes. Ladies, bruh, they cause all the problems. Okay, all right. Fine. Fair enough. But, <laughs> no, joking. No, I'm just joking. Uh, just really quickly, because I know our time, our time is running out. Um, so, 
question here that mm. I think is important because somebody might be out there. We've spoken about, man, there's so much to talk it about is. because it's this is such a dense topic. Maybe we need to have a part two. But somebody is out there listening and they're like, mm. okay, I, I do find myself in, in this place where I'm totally consumed with social media. I'm obsessed with my image, how I portray myself, all those things we've mentioned. What are some of the remedies or some of the steps that one can take to begin to remedy that? And particularly somebody who's a Christian, yeah. right? What, what advice can we give? What pointers can we give to somebody uh, just to help them begin to, to um, take the correct steps to, to address this? Yeah. I'm going to throw it at T-Max. Well, I, I, I think the first step would be to recognize that you do have a problem. Yeah, 100%. Because if you find that you're just craving, like if you post something and then you leave it and then you're like, okay, okay, I just need to quickly check if anyone liked it. Or I just need to quickly check like the reach mm. of my post or yeah. um, is there any engagement on it? I do understand if you're on the socials for your business and you need people to see, I mean, what you do. But... I think if, if you see that it's just becoming something that you almost can't control yeah. your desire to see how much am I being seen, then I think you do have a problem. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm immune from it because I, I have several social media pages, not just my post, personal one. And I do have to check the stats and check the, to see that the algorithm is going to notice me. And, but honestly, I find it very exhausting. And for that reason, my pages don't do particularly well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I second that notion, <laughs> Madam Judge. You. I mean, I can't be bothered, you guys. It's just too much work. Um, <laughs> That's why you pay someone to do it. I mean, sorry. You, I if, mean, you if, had... it's, if, it's, if it's your career, then go wild on the socials. But for those of you who are not being paid to be on social media, <laughs> you really should not be checking it all that often yeah. to make sure that people are seeing you. Yeah. Because... Um, even when Jesus would do miracles, he would always turn the attention back to, I'm doing this so that the glory would go to the Father. Yeah, and if 100%. if you're feeling that you are now trying to feed off this quote-unquote glory that you're trying to get from these posts, then you have to really self-introspect and realize, okay, when did I turn this corner yeah. of really needing people to like me so much? Yeah, 100%. And That's so good. also yeah. another thing is if you find yourself censoring yourself, like if you... Um, see that you you do in real life hold a certain opinion mm. but you will never be caught dead saying it on the socials because it's scared of getting cancelled then maybe that's also something else you should consider like wh why do I feel the need to pipe down or not say the truth yeah. because everyone else is saying something contrary to the truth if you yeah. find yourself like slowly slowly veering away from what you know is the truth then that's another thing you need to absolutely really look at no absolutely I like that. and and i think kind of going back to what you were saying about how does one get free of it because it is an addiction Damn. i think and speaking as somebody that knows a lot of people with addictions and myself i've also struggled with addictions um i think that it's really really crucial that the first thing is you got to make God your first focus. Yeah. Full stop. And the second thing after that is, and this is drastic, but you will live, is you go cold turkey. You yeah. cut all ties. And that if that means deleting the app off your phone, if that means that if you're in a relationship with somebody, if you're married, 
at night like that's always a dangerous time to go on social media mm-hmm. is at night because you just you go down a rabbit warren it's like 2 a.m it's like oh my gosh no exactly so so actually that's you know if if your partner is somebody that is trustworthy you give them the phone and they have every right to hold on to it, not give it back to you until the next day you've got it, it it's it's like it's like removing a cancer so yeah. when you go to the doctor and they say we've got a cut this cancer out of your body mm. if the scar is big are you going to care if the scar is big or if they got all the cancer out yeah. See, and that's the fear we have in our generation mm. the FOMO fear of missing out yeah. right we are fearful that if we for a minute put down social media our 10 seconds of fame will sail past us yeah. which is utter nonsense yeah. it won't it's not even coming just <laughs> it's FYI not. it's not coming guys <laughs> but Fact. So, so if if somebody is going to cut cancer out of my body, I do not care. That cancer is going to eventually kill you. That's yeah. that's the truth of it. So this addiction to social media is going to kill things in your life that mm. you are really passionate about and really love, yeah. and that are good and godly. In fact, it's doing that to your number one relationship with mm. Jesus. Imagine the irony that we're on the socials looking at other couples who are so happy, wondering why we're not happy when all you're doing is chilling on your phone instead of talking to your partner who's yeah. right next to you yeah. <laughs> and investing in the relationship. But yeah. instead you're on your phone. Because the phone is a distraction. It's a way of disconnecting from reality mm. and the pain. Because here's the thing, guys. Social media doesn't talk back at you when you're in the wrong yeah. And when you're doing stuff badly, but your couple does, your other person in the bed yeah. next to you will. So, yeah, cut it out of your life and replace it with something with good something and wholesome. Yeah. I like that. No, that thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, we have to end it now, but I think this has been such, uh, um, just such a great conversation about this, and I feel like we haven't even touched the surface, you know, because there's yeah. so much to talk about. But I'm I'm gonna wrap it up, <clears throat> uh, I guess, with with my contribution to this which is that um we're living in a world where we're constantly being measured this this is it like you're living in this constant state of being measured there's always something measuring you right are you pretty enough yeah are you are you good looking enough do you have abs Mm. you know are you performing well in the world what's your latest accomplishment there's like this constant pressure whether it's on linkedin or um Facebook, just all the the various platforms. And it's important for us to realize that this is what social media is made to do. That's that's what it exists to do. But if we don't take the steps to to recognize that, um, and I think another big one is that we we then feel like we always have to prove our worth. Mm. You always have to prove your worth. And the danger with that is that you, you're never going to be able to prove your worth because there's always going to be somebody who's better looking. The goalposts look- are always changing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like this shifting target. There's always going to be somebody who's, who's got a better car than you. So you get the latest whatever car and post it. There's going to be somebody. Listen, I always, I, I always say that whatever car you've got, right, just know that Frank Bianca has got a better car. Whatever. <laughs> so, so, so it's, wow. that, that's just, <laughs> wow. But the, the crazy thing is that these are the... the the measuring sticks that people are now using, right? There's always going to be somebody who's got more high-end clothing than you, right? So if you use those things as measurements, you're never going to measure up. Yeah. But when we come back to the gospel, there is somebody who proved your worth. Mm. Jesus, Yeah. right? He right. gave it all. He, 
he said that you are worth dying for you're worth everything mm-hmm. right so if we're forgetting that and we're turning our eyes away from the very one who proved our worth yeah. then we are going to be having to go to lesser things mm. to try and find our worth there and i think that's something we need to seriously think about especially those of us who are christians and those of us who are, who may be seeking or who are considering becoming christians that where are you finding your sense of worth because one thing we can one thing I can say for sure is that social media is not going to give you absolutely that worth. Yeah. So so let's think about that. We'll talk to the producer. Maybe we'll have a, a part two, but uh, we we have to end it here because yeah, it's getting uh, exciting, dude. You're such a you're, yeah. And I know Tim. Tim. Tim talks a lot, guys. Just so you know. <laughs> Thanks. So Thanks. I learned from the best, coulda. That's all I'm gonna say, brother. <laughs> so we could talk for like three hours, nonstop. But seriously though, thank you guys for listening. T-Mac. I don't have anything to add. Yes, I do think we'll have to have a part two. I do think there's so much more to discuss around this topic. If you have contributions to make, um, please do make those on our social media pages. Yeah, Yeah, the one thing that we've been cussing the whole podcast (laughs) and now it's saying go to social media. Go to our social media pages. Yeah. And let us know your thoughts. And this is a good use of your energy. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever you would like us to cover in part two. And uh, I do think we're going to have one. So, yeah, we want your input for that. So we shall see you in a few weeks. Yeah. And thanks, Tim Thank from you, Zim. Thank you, Tim from Zim. Pleasure, guys. <laughs> Happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. He's single, guys. Also, <laughs> po- we'll post his number. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. All right, peace. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.